0: Welcome, everyone. I hope everybody is having a great and awesome day. If not, hopefully after you listen to this, you will be. So it is Keesh, and I am grateful and just feeling real good to be able to just make my very first podcast. Now, so for those of you who don't know me, I'll get into a little bit about me in a few minutes. But if you, if you do know me, you will know that this is a big step for me. A very big step because I am right now speaking to people that I don't even know so that's why I also call myself the shy marketer because you know I'm not one to really be out there but I've been told that my stories my experiences might be able to help someone else so this is why I'm here so thank you thank you thank you for just taking time out your busy day to stop by and listen to me and especially on a podcast to have me playing in your ears or on your radio, wherever it is that you're listening to this at. Man, I'm feeling truly, truly grateful right now. So to start things out. For those you don't know about me, I'm Keish or Makiisha to those of you that have known me for longer. But I prefer Keish now because I think that we should build on a nickname basis, right? If we're going to start to get to know each other and get to know one another. So, of course, raised in Georgia. You know, as I like to say, a grady baby, a truly, truly Georgia type person. And this is where I've been all my life. My family's here. This is where I've been, and it's just me. Um, I did 14 years in the military, which is kinda how I got to where I am today. So, back it up a little bit. I might be all over the place, but you gotta excuse me. This is my first time, so we're just gonna work with it. I'm just gonna give you the raw footage. I'm not going to edit this. Well, I might edit some, you know, a little music or something. I don't know. But I'm going to keep it as real as possible cuz I'm a real person, you're a real person. So, if I want you to get to know me and I want you to get to understand me, I just got to give it all to you, right? So, served 14 years in the military, got out on a medical di- medical um medical retirement. The reason why I originally joined the military you know, a lot of people say, you know, they join drawing for money, they're drawing for school benefits, they join for just, you know, maybe their parents were in, or they just come from a long line of military background or whatever. Me? You know the whole reason I joined? It started back in middle school. I believe it was seventh or eighth grade. You know how you have career day at your, at your school? You know, you have it in middle school. I think we have it in High school as well, I don't know if, you know, my young young ones listen to this, if you guys still have career day, but we had a thing called career day. And what would happen is you'll have people come up from different schools and, you know, they set up everything and different careers, you know? And one of them was the military. And what really caught my attention was the guys in uniform. That was the whole reason that I decided to go to the military. Well, because of benefits, one, Because anything flashy is because I like the guys in the uniform, so I was like, cool. And also, too, I like the way they looked in the uniform, so I was like, man, maybe I will look good in a uniform as well. And plus, too, I get to meet some nice guys in uniform, right? So that started that journey. So as soon as I got to high school, because it had to be eighth grade, as soon as I got to high school, you know what I did? I signed up for JRTC. And still following, it's amazing the things that actually make an impact on your life. Sometimes, like I said, you never know. You never know who's watching, is what my grandmother always say. You never know who's watching, and you never know just who whose life you're gonna impact. So whoever it was in eighth grade that came to my school, thank you, because you started me on the path of to get to where I am, where I am now. So I got to high school, Signed up for JRTC, and you know, did what I could. You know, I always have made good grades because that was the one thing in the household. You know, you couldn't make anything less than a C. Well, I couldn't make anything less than a C. If you will be in trouble, and just you you, you don't want that. Not going into details about it, but the first time I came in with a C, it was not nice at all. And back in the day, stories were everything. So at one o'clock or 12 o'clock, when those certain um, stories came on, was it General Hospital and I can't think of the other ones, when they came on, you weren't clear. But after it went off, it was time to get the beat down. Yes. So my very first C was not pleasant at all. And I learned very quickly to keep my grades up. So I had good grades all throughout high school. JRTC, I made sure I was the best at what I could be. You know, I was great at, um, I was on a rifle team. So I actually really, really enjoyed that. And that brings me probably to why I like archery. Yeah, I guess I just like certain type of weapons and I went from rifle to archery, but we'll talk about archery later on down the line because that is now my new favorite sport. So while in high school, went through a couple of things. Um, like I said, I got my first C and then, it was time for me to move on. So, of course, what do you think was the first thing I did once I got out of high school? I joined the military. I was a part of, was it the upper bound program in high school? And I was supposed to finish it off because they allow you upper bound. You can get the college credits as well. So that was cool. So I did get a few college credits, but I didn't get a chance to finish it because I was amped to go into the military. Not for the benefits. Not for all the other stuff, but because I wanted to put that uniform on. That's how insane it was. I just wanted to put that uniform on for some odd reason. And until this day, I am not. I still don't understand why. But thank goodness things turned out the way they did. So, joined the military. The military was not what I thought it would be. You know, I thought it would be kind of like GRTC, you know, nice, calm, chill. It was a huge game changer for me. When I say huge game changer, huge game changer. Cause I'm like a quiet, timid. You don't send anything to me. I'm not going to send anything to you. I don't volunteer for anything. I just stay in my lane, do what I need to do. Keep moving. That always helped to me. That's just a quiet, quiet type person. That's why it's shocking that I'm doing this podcast right now. But I also have been like a quiet, quiet person. So basic training was not what I thought it was going to be. For one... As soon as you arrived as soon as i got there you know what happened they started yelling now i, I mean i come from a household where you know my, my mom will yell and stuff but it's different when a stranger's yelling at you because I, I haven't had that before so that was a big game change for me just to it was a it took me again out of my how I say, out of my comfort zone so it definitely changed my definitely changed a lot of things in me so get there, you know, dress on. You know, they they're yelling, and you think it's gonna be a cool process at first. Cause before you get there, everything is cool. It take you into like, um, make sure you got everything. You know, you got your list because you're dealing with your recruiters, right? Then once you get on the bus, like, okay, cool, you're good, you're good. Then once you arrive, I went to base training in South Carolina. Cause I did human resource work, so well, it didn't really matter with base training, but went to South Carolina. Cause I'm army, went to South Carolina. Like I said, I pulled up on the bus. This drill started when this, this this green hat gets on, started yelling. All of a sudden, it's like things start going in in fast motion. Getting up, we got these had to grab our um, our um, duffer bag and everything. And let me tell you, I'm not really an athletic person. So for one, I'm not sure why I joined. Why well, I know I joined the military because of the uniforms. But still, I did not think that through. So sometimes in life. It's got to jump out there, which is like what I did, which is lead me to how I got to where I am today. So we get up these steps. I, I would swear it was like 20 flights of steps, and I'm like this 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 skinny thing. Like I was wearing a size freaking zero. Like I could right now, I cannot fit in nothing that I wore back there because I was a size zero ones th- that those size, the size that you go into the store. Right now, the, the the ladies, you understand me. When you go into the store, the only size is left in the store. That's what size I was. So, I'm carrying this big duffel bag, this big green duffel bag. Going to the steps. it feel like about 20 flights of steps, right? To get up there, to get to, um, you gotta excuse my man. My memory is, like, like, gone right now. But you'll, you'll find out why later on. So, we get this big, um like, bay area because you sleep in, like, a. I can't think of the actual name of it anymore, but it's like a, a bay area. So, all the females, you know, you got this big, like, say, for instance, you, you're in the gym, you know, your, your school gym, whatever, you're in the gym, and they put a whole bunch of bunk beds around, bunk, bunk beds around it. That's kind of like what we lived in. So, we get all the way up there, and they're telling you, you know, where you're going left, right, boom, this building, that building, that building, that building, this building, right? So, we get up there, and are like, oh, no, you're not in this building. So I have to pick up and they like they're helping you they do not help you because once you get off their bus it is what it is you're on your own you best to listen to, listen to them and get to where you need to get so i go back down these 30 flights of steps no it keeps changing every time i think about the story because that's how i remember it so i'm going back down the 30 flights of steps to go back up another 45 flights of steps to get to my actual bay area so i finally get there you know, they have, you know, you put your stuff down, you get assigned, you know, your bunk or whatever. And then, you know, you have to get a battle buddy and a battle buddy is simply, it's like your best friend for the whole duration that you're there. You don't go anywhere without your battle buddy. They're still well making sure you stay safe as well because think about it. This is a whole new environment for everybody because it's basic training. So none of us has been there before. Half of us is like 18, 19 years old. And it's just, it's a different environment. So things might happen. So to avoid that, you get a battle buddy, which is basically your best friend for the duration that you're there. So I have my battle buddy or whatever. And already, the first day I'm like, <laughs> I am not gonna be able to do this. This is insane. I don't know. But you know what kept me going? Do you know the one thing that kept me going? Not uniforms. or <laughs> well, that too. But because, like I said, I've always have been a timid, shy, quiet type person, keep to myself, not really like to be around a group of people. And not really, you, you wouldn't really consider me back in the day, a tough, hoo hooah. Hoo. See, now I'm stuck in hoo, hoo mode because the army would say hoo. So in a tough, hardcore type person, right? So my mother said that I couldn't do it because I was too soft. So not only was I this quiet person, but I'm also, I take on challenges very well. I take on challenges. So if somebody says something's going to be a challenge, I'm like, oh, not for me. That's just how I am. So when she said I was going to be soft, that's all I could like think about the whole time. So the first day I'm ready to quit, I'm like, this is crazy. You have been had people that were quitting within like the first two, three days. People are crying. Like I said, now we're all young. We're all 18, 19 year olds. And there's some, some older people there, of course, but majority because we're fresh out of um, high school and just straight into this new environment. So we're all just you know, it's, it's new for us. So you got some people who've never been away from home. So they're, you know, some people are crying, they're missing their parents, missing their friends. And I'm like, yo, this is, this is insane. I don't know if I can do this, but you know what? I gotta prove a wrong. And that's just how I am. I like to prove people wrong. So I, you know, stuck to, stuck to the basics. I kept doing me, I kept to myself. I had my battle buddy, of course, cause you cannot go anywhere without your battle buddy. Cause you gotta be safe. So the first weeks were kind of tough for me. You know, I wrote my letters and everything and you do, you do get phone calls and everything. So I you know, made my phone call that was cool. And we weren't allowed cell phones then. Now they're allowed cell phones. So it was a little tougher when I went through. So we didn't have cell phones or anything like that. And this is where I learned to eat fast, shower fast, get stuff done, and hurry up and wait. That's basically what, I, what how I learned all this stuff is in the military. Because basically, you, you're standing in line forever, you hurry up and, and you're waiting. Because the whole, actually the first week was nothing but waiting. All we did was wait in line to do this, wait in line to sign this, wait in line for this class, wait in line. That was the first week. I don't know if they was trying to break us in or what. But that was basically the first week. And then they slowly started to do other things with us. So when you're on the way to child, which is on the way to, to eat, when you're on the way to child, it takes forever because you're not the only person there. So you're standing these, everybody has their um, platoons, platoons. So it could be a platoon of like a hundred or whatever, but times 10. And everybody has their group that you have to go in with. And when you go in, you know, we like to go in now. We go out to lunch. You get to sit down, hang out with your coworkers. You know, you chill, talk about, you know, different things going on. No, in basic training, this was different. It was not like that. As soon as you sat down, it was like, oh, time to get up. And it's like. Like, really? So you had, like, a certain amount of time to eat, and you only ate certain things, and that was pretty much, pretty much it. So, like, that's how I learned to eat fast. So even still, now I have to catch myself, and, because it, it's was just so accustomed to it, they had to eat fast and just hurry up and wait. And even worse was, when you're in the, when it's time to, I guess, to get clean or for health and hygiene. Showers? no 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 it wasn't no you know 10 20 minute 30 minute showers you know all in the basket in the hot water no you get in you get out because you got like a good another 40 girls waiting behind you to go in to take their shower so it's no it was basically no no privacy so what I learned from basically it was in the breaks, no privacy because they want to break you in and then you definitely was forced to mingle with people because there was nothing really that you could do on your own all the activities you had to it, it took teamwork everything that we did basically took teamwork except for the test because i surely could use some teamwork when it came to taking pt tests, which is a physical fitness test because i was not a runner so i definitely could lose the teamwork on that but hey it is what it is right so base training was a big experience for me so it kind of changed me As far as mental-wise, it made me a lot stronger. That, it it did do for me, but I still stayed quiet because my nickname in basic training was Mute. Yes, you heard that right, Mute, M-U-T-E, Mute. Every time we get mail, they'll holla at your last name because you got by last name, they'll at your last name. So when my mail would come, they would say, Mute, Mute, and everybody echoes Mute through the whole room when it's time to get mail. That was my name because I didn't say anything. I didn't volunteer for anything. You would barely know I was there because that's just how it's just how I was. I would just blend in. It's just how I was at the time. So basic training, like I said, taught me a lot of things. After basic training, you know, you get assigned to a unit. And I got assigned to one of one of my reserve units, which I ended up actually retiring from, which was great. I can't say it was a bad unit. It was actually a, a very, very great unit as far as benefit-wise. Took care of me and everything, and but that was when things started to change. Because I was still young, I was still, I I was still 18. Yeah, I was 18 when I got to my first my first unit, and um, they assigned me to doing guarding the gate. We had like this little gate, and they would assign me. That was before we actually got a chance to, you know, things are more high speed now, so you get a chance to you don't you don't really need a guard at the gate that we have, so that they have now. So I was assigned that, and I would, you know, check in the mail, you know, check check IDs, people that come through, and every everything. And that was pretty cool. So then they noticed that I was a good worker, cause remember in school I made sure my grades were on point. So for that one C, got a beat down once, and realized hey, Cs aren't good. So you know I made sure I stayed on top of everything, no matter if it's work, whatever it is, I stay on top or have to or have to be one of the best. So they realized I was a good worker, and they kept me on on active duty orders, because I joined joint reserves, but you still have to go through base training, IT and everything, and you get assigned to a unit, but then you just go one weekend a month. Once they saw my work ethic, they put me on active duty orders meaning I was going every day, you know, Monday through Friday, every day. So I had stability. So what that did for me, that put me on, I had a certain way I like living now, because I was making a certain amount of money. So, I got off orders for maybe a couple of months, and got into back into the civilian world, and I quickly went back up to my unit and asked for more orders because the money was not the same. I couldn't take two-hour lunch breaks. I, I, the money just was not the same. So stayed at my unit for the past 14 years. Everything was great. I went to my different schooling, you know, advanced in rank and everything, and then in. 2011 things really really took a different different turn for me and said my whole life things have basically been been pretty good for me I I really can't complain a couple of things we'll talk about that later on down the line but other than that I was I, I, I lived a good life right so 2011 hope I'm getting this date right I think I am like I said my memory not the same anymore so 2011, I had a certain issue, and I talked to my best friend about it, and the issue was I had a huge lump in one of, one of my breasts, and I assumed it was normal. So I talked to a best friend of mine, I told her about it, which is, this is my guardian angel, because man, if she wouldn't have forced me to go to the doctor or anything, I wouldn't even be here talking to you all on the podcast. So she told me to go get a check. So at this time, I think I went to, no, before this, it was 2011, so I think it's the beginning of 2011. I went to, no, 2010. I went to um, Fort Mac, Fort Mac over there, Fort MacPherson. That was because at the time when I was on orders, we had to go to the doctors that were on base. So I went to the doctor on base, and you know, I was telling her what was going on, and remember, I was, I was, I was a young age, so she was telling me that um, asked me I drink a lot of sodas. And at the time, man, I would tear up some Mountain Dew. I love Mountain Dews. In the morning, in the evening, that was my drink to keep me up, Mountain Dews. I just loved it, especially the canned Mountain Dew. Ugh, that was my thing, but I haven't had Mountain Dew in years now, like probably a decade. But Mountain Dews were my thing. And she said, because of my young age, most likely that was what the problem, stop drinking. All right, cool. So, 2011, met my best friend, and I met her back in 2008. Yeah, I think it was 2008 I met her, and I think I went to went the to doctor way before then, which is the the military doctors, right? So, 2011, I was telling her about this, it. how long the, the gap was, from like 2007, eight, whatever, I went to the doctor the first time, to now 2011. Well, not now, because it's 2019 now, but 2011. So. Um, told her about it and she was like um, yo that's not normal at all and I was like no 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 that's okay I mean it has grown like quite a few inches it feels like you know from the last time I saw the doctor but the doctor said if I stopped drinking Mountain Dews which I did but now I am drinking you know other type of soda so maybe it's my fault and she's like no dude that's that's not right you know what she gave me an ultimatum I told you I, I, I'd like a challenge but I can't stand ultimatums I, I can't stand it so she told me that if I did not schedule me a doctor appointment to get that checked out, she would not be my friend anymore. I was like, oh, I was I was like, really? But and but I could see it in her eyes that she was she was serious. She was that type of person. We look in her eyes and you know that hey, she, she's serious about this. And at this time, this was 2011. Everything kind of switched because I didn't have to go to the Fort McPherson doctors anymore because now that was closed down. So I had to go to civilian doctors. So schedule my appointment. Went to the civilian doctor, very nice, I still see him to this day, very, very, very nice doctor. And he told me, he was like, hey, um, I know you're young, because at that time I was in my 20s, I think I'd be like 23, 24, I don't know, in my 20s, in my early 20s. And he was like, if you were my daughter or sister, I would want to check out everything. So he sent me to go do a, um, what's it called? Jeez, uh, um, ultrasound. And then I did something else. I can't think, Geez, mine is gone right now. Did something else. And then I did a biopsy. That was where, like, my life was like, whoo, great and everything. And then it just switched. Like, it turned real dark. So, got the biopsy. And then after the biopsy, you know, of course, you know, to find out it was cancer. But the way that I was told was like, it was just 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 not real at all because i was not thinking this. i'm 23 24 i think it was 24. um i'm living this on this awesome life you know i'm making some good money for my age and i'm just i'm, I'm chilling i'm, I'm relaxing It just everything is just great right buying whatever i want to just things are just great if somebody needs something boom i'm there life was great so got the biopsy on, um Results. Actually, I didn't get them yet. I, I was up in. I think we we're in California. I was at a train in California. Got the call. The doctor's like, "Hey, when you come back, you know, I need to see you." I was like, "Okay." So um, it was the doctor that did the that was over the biopsy or something. Like that. I don't know. I don't know the terminology for medical stuff. But when got back. I was like, "Cool." So I told my best friend. I was like, "Yeah, they wanna um, want me to come in to you know, say so go to results or whatever." Remember, I have been healthy all my life all my life the most I got is maybe maybe a cold actually I don't think so but I've been healthy my whole life so she's like want me to go with you I'm like for what it's just results like calm down because next said I've been healthy my whole life I'll go in I'm waiting so they're waiting you know in the office you know the doctor's office it's never on time um so I'm waiting I think this was a surgery doctor they're waiting waiting finally call me back and it sat me on that, that the table. You know the table you have to get up on with the paper on it. You get up on it, It's like, sh- sh- when you get up on it, it's all just, it's like, why is it so loud? When you get up on the table. And then the doctor walks in. And I would never forget the look on her face. She had tears. In her, like you know, like your eyes are watery. And I'm still, to me, I'm like, I'm like, what is happening? Because remember, I've been healthy my whole entire life. So she comes in with the um, assistant or the nurse, I forgot what she was, and they both like had this sad look on their face. I'm like, okay. And she's like, um, yeah, we found a mask and it's this big. I forgot the inches that it was. It's this big and we're gonna have to do surgery. We're gonna have to do this. And do- no, actually before she said anything about surgery, she's like, yeah, we found out you actually have stage two, was it bravo, something like that, Um, um breast cancer. And then she's like, I'm going to leave her alone for a while. I don't know what that doctor was thinking, but I know what I was thinking. So her and the um, nurses, they, they walk they walk out and I'm sitting in this room on this freaking loud paper that I hate so much. It's because I'm, I'm, I'm moving around and I don't know. All I can do is look around at everything in the doctor's office. Cause I'm like, are they serious? I got breast cancer. I'm like, man, it's all kind of tools I can just take myself out with right now because I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to deal with this. So then after it felt like five hours because so many things were running through my head. So many things, so many thoughts. And I just couldn't grasp the concept of this lady just told me I have breast cancer. So they come back in and she gives me this, this pamphlet. And it's like it's like the worst process ever to find a you of breast cancer so she gives me this pamphlet and all i can hear i mean i hear it, but i don't hear it. um have you ever watched who is it is it, is it charlie brown with the teacher I mean, run, 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 run. that's all i heard because in my mind all i can think about was the people that you see on tv when their their hair the hair comes out real bad they get all just just sickly looking and then they die that's all I'm thinking about, and she's like, yeah, you're gonna have to get, you know, a mastectomy to make sure everything, you know, that that it doesn't come back. Got to go through chemotherapy. You're gonna get radiation." And in my head, I'm like, "This is not real. It, it can't be. This has got to be a joke. You know, am I being punk right now? This has got to be a joke." So they give me this pamphlet, and everything. And she's like, "You know, we're gonna call you and schedule you to get you started with a with a um." oncologist, will get you set up with your with your breast surgeon, get you set up with your, um, what's the people that do the breast surgery? Um, I don't know, I kept thinking of them. The one that does actual reconstruction, because it's two different ones. And have them, and then, um, and we'll make sure, you know, you need to make sure you eat different foods, and do this, and do that. So I walk out of there, because the appointment was the first thing in the morning, and I go to work, because to me, it's still not real. Cause how could I, a person that never really been sick, end up with breast cancer? That's crazy, right? Like my mom didn't have it, my grandma didn't have it. How did I end up with it? Like how, what were, what was I doing so wrong in life that I ended up with this, with this illness? Like it, it, it can't be real. So I end up go back to the office and it still ain't real in my head. So I go in at this time, there's a couple people that actually, you know, you have a group you actually really talk stuff about. So I go into my best friend, the one who, you know, who told me about it, told me, forced me to go to the doctor. Thank goodness to this day, thank you. And um, so she's like, hey, what what happened? And I'm like, oh, actually she was in the office. Uh, my other best friend's in the office. And one more, it was like four, four of us that, five of us that really hung together. And they were happen to be all in office. I don't know, the universe just put them all in office. and so ain't got to keep t- telling what happened five different times. So I'm in our office and she's like, hey, what happened? I'm like, "They said I got breast cancer, but it's this smirk on my face. And she's like, are you, you for real? I'm like, yeah, because if you, if you know me, or once you just get to be around me a while, you'll notice I'm, I'm very sarcastic for one. And I have like a serious poker face. So I can be enjoying the heck out of myself, but you can't tell by looking at my face. Just, just how I am. So you don't know if I'm serious or what, what's really happening. So she was like, I'm like, yeah. She told me I have breast cancer. And they just blessed out crying. Like, they're crying. I, I didn't cry. I, I didn't cry because to me, it still wasn't real. Like, oh my God, what needs to happen? What needs to do? And I was like, well, and you know, I told them everything that needs to go, go down and whatever. So the first thing, that I had to do was go and see a, the breast, I had to go see all the specialists, all the doctors or whatever. So, it's always good to get a second opinion. Always good. So I went to one of the reconstructing that was going to to do the um, actual surgery, and he was telling me, "Nope. remember I said, when I joined the military, I was like a size zero. So by this time I'm up to maybe, maybe a five six because once I got to my unit, it's luncheons every single day, and I will swear every day was somebody's birthday. So I mean, cake every day. So I gained a couple of pounds, a couple of pounds. So I went to this um certain, you know, they tell you what's going to happen, and he's like, "Yeah, we're going to cut from your back because at the time I was a cup. I was strictly just just a cup. I didn't have." really any any chest area. So he's like I'm gonna cut from your back and maybe take something from your from your leg and put put here to you know to raise the skin and do this and I'm like, Is he serious? So I told one of my friends about it and she was like, um that's great, sometimes you have to ask for help. You have to. You can't do everything by yourself. You have to ask for help. Which was and talk about it. So I was telling her about it and um gonna find of out the universe working just Crazy, crazy ways. So when I told her about it, she just happened to be at a place picking up me some cornbread, cause <laughs> your girl loves cornbread even to this day. Okay, that'd be like cornbread will kill us all. And I'd be like, yo, I been in corporate all my life. I I, I love some cornbread. And she was talking to the lady that was fixing the cornbread, and she told her about this other doctor. That's a great, awesome, awesome doctor. And yes, he is he is awesome, awesome doctor. And he happened to take Tricare because whatever doctor I, I choose, they have to take Tricare. That's because it's my insurance. So they ended up do, taking Tricare. went to him. and He was like, yeah, we can do this and do that. It did not involve any cutting of my back or nothing like this whatsoever. What he did was, and then even like you really can't tell what was that because he went under. So he made sure that it was just less Less, less scars because he noticed I was a young female. So I didn't want to, he didn't want to leave me with a whole bunch of scars. And then I'm already like, I was already like a self-conscious at the time. So, you know, he he really, really, really hooked me up. So first thing I had to do, I had to go through chemo. Worst experience ever, or at least I thought was the worst experience ever. It's just, you know, hair falls out from everywhere. I was sick every day. It was just, it was not a pretty sight. But I was still, still trying to go to work because that what kept that's what kept me going. Me being at home by myself, just sick and just thinking and staying with my thoughts was not going to be any good for me. So I was still went to work as much as I could and as long as I could until I just couldn't no more. So did the chemo They ended up not doing like the last round, the last two rounds of chemo because they were, they, they kept um, increasing, increasing, doing just different, different doses, different stuff. And um, my fingernails started to fall off and it just, it felt like it was killing me. And you know, a lot of times we're used to listening to the doctors, which is good. I mean, they, they went to school for this stuff, which is awesome. But sometimes you have to trust your body, your instinct, your guardian angel like my best friend she's my guardian angel and she was like I don't think you should just keep going and I was like no the doctor said you know I need to get these last two and you know, getting put in the hospital and everything so I actually I had a very I have a very good um, oncologist and I asked her honestly I was like do I have to get the last two she was like well you don't have to because she saw what was happening my skin was peeling real bad and so am thinking that was starting to come off um my white count dropped all the way down and put me in the hospital because i got so sick and i was ready to die that day but my guardian angel once again came back so like i said before i got put in the hospital from the chemo and everything um i was laying in bed and this time my brother was still me but he you know had to go to work so i was laying in bed and my best friend would come over, and she would clean up and everything. Our birthday friends—they would come up, and bring me food or whatever. But this time, you know, I would argue with her. Come like, well, not argue, like get upset. But it's like, stop cleaning, you know? Because I can clean my own house, even though I was so weak, I couldn't. But um, and she was cleaning. All I remember is laying in the bed, looking up at the TV, and I was ready to to go. I was ready to die. I was like, I'm tired of this pain. I'm tired. I don't even know why. I got stuck with this illness. Like, what have I done to deserve this? I don't understand. So I was I was ready to, to give up. And that was at the time, like so my best friend that's over there cleaning. And she noticed that I wasn't bothering her. And when she came over, she touched my head and she's like, oh my God, and she checked my temper. It was like it was really, really high. And the oncologist had told us, you know, hey, her temperature goes over a certain amount, then you have to take to the hospital. You have to take me to the hospital. So. I couldn't tell you what happened that's how out of it I was and how ready to die I was I, I was ready to die at that time all I remember is waking up in the hospital that was it that's that's all I remember is waking up in the hospital and I don't know how she got me down those 20 flights of steps but at the time I stayed way at the top of my apartment complex at the top I mean, it wasn't 20 flights but you know, it felt like it was when I'd be carrying grocery stuff. But I don't know how she got me down those steps. I to this day I, I don't know. Don't remember the drive, don't remember any of that. But I just knew I was ready to go. And I had got just so fed up with everything and I just wanted to just give up. So I don't know if people have you listen to this have ever felt like that. Like just stuff get crazy. You just like, screw it, just I'm just gonna go into a corner and just just give up. At that point in time, I wanted to give up. But remember I said, you can't do everything on your own. Sometimes you need assistance. Sometimes you need help. And that's what my friends were there for. They, they helped me out. They got me through it. My guardian angel, she, she got me through it and kept me pushing forward. So after I got out of the hospital, I don't know, I just felt like things could change then, you know? Just felt like, okay, I can beat this. I don't have to be what I imagined myself being, which was this scrawny, just ball-headed type person. I can actually make the best out of this. So, at the hospital, I, I stopped wearing, because, um, you know, it takes you completely off. I stopped wearing my wigs and that was a life changing moment for me, not just getting cancer, not just being on the verge of dying, not being in the hospital, none of that. It was on top of that was me taking my wig off. Cause when I took that wig off, it was like a, a mask to me. It was like a mask, I took that wig off and I owned what it was that I was going through. I wasn't hiding it anymore. Um, I, I went to the mall and you know, I gotta be honest with you. Sometimes I think guys are kind of weird because once I removed my wig, I was straight bald head, like straight bald head, like, you know, just no, no hair, no fuzz, or no nothing, just straight, just skin. I had the most guys try to talk to me and just approach me and want to talk to me, which is the weirdest thing ever. But that pushed something in my mind and pushed me to a whole nother level. I started to become more confident and just I started to own. Own what it was I was going through and just own everything and just rethink things in life. And then I found out too while I was going through the whole process, because sometimes people don't say anything, but people are watching. I don't know if you notice or not, but people are watching. It might be strangers, it might be your friends, it might be your family, niece, and nephews, anybody. People are always watching and they never tell you to after the fact. So trying going to find out I had people that were not only, you know, rooting for me or whatever, but were just admiring the way that I owned it. The way that I owned what I was going through, I owned the illness and just didn't, wasn't going to give was not going to give up. So I started, I changed my eating habits because my garden ate, I changed my eating habits and just started doing better. So I started eating almond greens, the broccoli, we started researching things, you know, what's the best things to, for, for breast cancer patients, just, you know, researched everything and, and just went to it, started eating a lot of um, semi-raw vegetables, just cook it just a little bit, and just basically they were still raw, and I, and I just started to feel better. I started to have a whole new outlook on life. So I was like, great, this is great. You know, I'm beating this thing. I did my surgery, beat that. I'm like, yes, yes, the radiation, getting it. You know, I, you know, applying the aloe to the area, aloe vera to the area so it doesn't you know, leave such a dark mark after the radiation. Like, yes, this is my time. Keisha, it's your time to win. Mm. And then, as I was going to finish everything, and then I found out I wouldn't be staying on orders. So I'm like, shoot what am I gonna do? Cause this is pretty much all I know is the military. And then once I got sick, you know, I couldn't work. Um, once I couldn't work, I couldn't work while cause things changed. I don't know if you notice now, but after chemo, after the surgery and everything, my body isn't the same. My memory isn't the same. Just a lot of stuff. I'm not the same person I was before when it comes to being able to hold a job, hold a good job and everything. So I didn't know what I was going to do. So I got depressed and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I won't be making the same amount of money if I go somewhere else. How I'm going to support my living. How I'm going to still help people. I don't know what I'm going to do. So the last year of me being, divorced time for me to retire and everything, I had to figure out something. I, I had to get on it. So I was like, this this is no, no, I'm not going to be able to do a nine to five because I've now gotten accustomed to it because while I was sick, I was just, I was at home. So I'm, I'm getting accustomed to this, you know, and still getting a good check. So I was like, no, I'm not going to be able to do this. So got online, started looking up stuff, started looking up stuff. I can't even tell you what it was I was looking up, but it led me around to, um, what do you call that? Network marketing, maybe you call it network marketing. So I came across one company I was like, oh, cool. You know, what I'm saying I just got my um everything together. I just got um what do you call that? Oh, my health and everything together. So I'm like, boom, this is a great product for me to start um market marketing. I just need to go ahead and you know get some people to because this I'm getting new to this now. I'm new to this they're so like yeah you sell this and then you know you get some people you get them to sign up for and then boom you know you get this commission that commission that commission plus you get hundred fifty dollars if they sign so I'm like yes this is the thing this is gonna be off this is great and show you all the different um all the different you know um recommendation the review the reviews the reviews and stuff and I'm like yes this is the thing so I got in it paid my fees paid my money ordered all the products I'm like yes told so my friends and family about it they kind of did respond back. It was cool. It's what happens sometimes. So told them about it, whatever. It's like okay, I'm taking the product. I'm like yeah, I'm living that life. Like yes. Six months later, I'm like okay, this was not what I thought it was gonna be. So um, yeah. So started looking up some other stuff. So came across another network marketing type For some reason, network marketing started to, you know. Um, I started to gravitate towards that because I could do it, you know, from a laptop, computer, whatever, from the phone, whatever. I could do it at home and it just seemed a lot more easier. It's like, yeah, so some kind of way I came across another opportunity and the um, guy called me. He's like, yeah, you know, this is great. You know, I've been making this much, this much. I'm like, oh, okay, word, okay, yes, this is about to be it. Yes, Keish, things are about to change again. You are awesome. You're about to do this. So, you know, I'm sending the money, you know. Like they got first time sent like 200. I had to I had to get another product It was like 500. I had to get another product it was like 1500. So it'd be able to, you know, help me market the products and may help me get customers to the products. I'm like, yeah, okay, boom, I got everything I need. It is on. And I was like, yeah, you know, I need to go ahead and um, build my website. And at this time, this was, this was, this was years ago. So I didn't like it is now. Now you got a lot of plug and play, click this, click that, boom, your website is up. No, I had to figure out some code. I had to really figure out WordPress. I had to figure out different what plugins were. I had to do all the, the technical mumble-jumble type stuff just to get a site up, my, my WordPress site going. Just, And at that time, I didn't know anything about ranking and Google Authority and this, SEO, and how to get people actual traffic to it. I was like, I, it's, it's, it was very confusing. And once again, it was not what I thought it would be. I was like, man, for all this, this is not what I thought it was going to be. It's not supposed to be this hard. Like, I did not, I didn't do computer science and coding and all that in school. That's not what I did. So this is very confusing for me. So when I did, I was like, I, I stuck with it as long as I could. And I was like, geez, I just want somebody to just take me and be like, hey, Keish, do this first, do this second, just go all the way from A to Z, um, explain everything. Boom. Here you go. Now your turn, get it done. So I need hands-on type stuff. I'm a hands-on type person. So found another program because at this time, now I didn't got a taste. So now I'm, I'm stuck in this, I like to call it the, the was it? The shiny ball syndrome. So I'm like, ooh, this program looks good. Ooh, this program looks good. Ooh, a lot but that one, ooh, that was a good. So I'm, I'm jumping in between different programs, different programs, different programs, not really focused on the main reason why I needed this, which was so that I can be able to Make some money, of course, but I want to still be able to help people, and I still have things I want to accomplish. So it's it's just I can't just be jumping everywhere because I'm losing money in the process. I know they say, "Oh, it takes money to make money." You understand? My girl spent a lot of money on so many different courses that just wasn't the one. It was just too much stuff that I needed. Which brings me to today. So. Like I said, so many different courses I went through, so many, so many, and it still didn't offer what I actually needed. Because when you join these different opportunities, you need to join the one that resonates with what you stand for and something that what you're looking for. Because you don't want to join something that's not what you're looking for. That's going to be very hard for you to try to sell to the next person because it wasn't originally what resonated with your heart and with your mores in the first place. So I went through maybe... I don't know, maybe about five cents different network network marketing companies, which was insane. Like I've built different blogs, did this, did that. the stuff's a lot more easier now with kind of blogs. Just plug and play, boom, your blog is up. It's done. So finally, I came across another company. Well, not really even the company. I came across a person, which is even better because sometimes it's better to fall in love with not fall in love with the person, but you know what I mean, with with their values and what they stand for and their background story before you actually even see what they had to offer. So came across a person, you know, he was talking about different things, how he grew up and, you know, the different products that he came across. And, you know, if if only, you know, he had a way that, you know, A through Z. And I'm like, man, that sounds just like me. Cause man, if somebody could just take me by the hand, just mentor me, I know I can make this stuff work. I'm not going to show other people. So came across it, and then it worked out. It worked out. Not going go to the details yet, I'm gonna say that for another episode, but to get from where I came, because like I said at the beginning, you cannot do everything on your own. Sometimes you need that that um that yeah, mentor, sometimes you need that group of friends, sometimes you need that youtube video because the era is the era is different now you know you can go on youtube so if you don't have anybody that you can really get your um motivation from go to youtube go to instagram go on pinterest and look at some different um photos go to facebook it's just so many different avenues we now we have now that we can get that help from so to get where i am today it's it it took a lot like i said i went from going to um, wanted to join the military because of the uniforms then finding out it wasn't what I thought it was going to be because a it's not. stuff wasn't what I thought it was going to be I just jumped and did it but it turned out to be the best thing ever so went to the military if I never would have joined the military or listened to the people's like oh you're too soft I wouldn't, wouldn't have had the opportunity or the money to pay for all my cancer treatments because the military paid for that. They they covered everything from the treatments to the reconstruction to the surgery, just, just everything. They they covered it all. So if I wanted it, if I wouldn't said person and be like, yeah, hey, you're too soft for military, I would never join. No telling where I would be at today. And then after that, remember, I removed my wig and I had a whole new confidence, changed my whole new outlook on life when I removed that mask and stopped worrying about other people and what. They, they've been through because I walk my own path right walk your own path so you can look at somebody else and be like man I don't know because when they did it they did this that's not you you might go a whole different route which is what I did to get to where I'm at today so if I wouldn't have did that wouldn't have joined the military wouldn't have ended up with um, you know, I ended up with cancer if I wouldn't have tried to, tried to even conquer that with the help of my friends and my guardian angel I wouldn't have got to A point where, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm good. And trying to get to the point where it's time to retire, you know, I've got to the point where it's time to retire, I'm like, oh, God, there's another obstacle for me. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this because I'm not going to be able to survive this video because I can't do the same things I used to do before. And that forced me to do something else, which was get into it because my thing, I like do things online, it's the online marketing, network marketing type of uh, ventures. And then I felt a, quite a few times, like quite a few times. Like all the companies I joined, I didn't I didn't make any profit until like the last two. When I started doing e-commerce, I made some good, good profit there, very good profit. And then to where I am now is why I help people build the different funnels and everything to market any kind of business, which is the, the, everything I was looking for, I found, and then now I'm able to help other people so now I'm able to actually live comfortable without having to worry about oh god jeesh I'm retired now what am I going to do I have to get a job I have to do this no no you don't have to no because I decided not to let these different obstacles stand in my way I just jumped over it kept moving if I need assistance like hey go grab a buddy help me out or now I could just, boom, like, hey, look it up on YouTube, whatever it is I'm looking for. Or just go through the training that I was able to go through to get to where I'm am today to be able to help other people. So a lot of times, I know I've been all over the place, this podcast my first one. So you guys got to excuse me. So a lot of times you don't really know where life is going to take you. You don't know. You could be going one way, walking down the bed of flowers and just, boom, all of a sudden start storming. You can either sit there. Whine about it, complain about it, or you get up, grab an umbrella, keep it going, and continue on your path. It's all about how you decide to look at things in life. That's what it's all about. So I could have looked at everything I've been through. I could have looked at it in such a negative way and just turned out to be just this miserable person. But I decided to not to. No, because for one, everything that I do, I know that it has that it, it, it affects people, especially my family. So if I decided to give up, I probably just would have been like a, a, a headache for my family, because then they would have had to deal with it, right? But instead, I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to make my own path. That way I can be able to stop, reach back, where my niece and nephew because I don't have kids. So when I do these um, different things and everything I do, it's for them, my family, I reach back, grab them, and show them what to do, and we keep it moving, right? So don't ever let whatever obstacles that you're going through, yes, it, it kind of tied together at the end. I see you guys are going to be all over the place, but at the end, we're coming together, right? So whatever it is that you're going through, don't don't let it stop you. I know it feels, it seems tough. I feel like you might even die, but there's always some kind of way around. it You just got to reach out sometime, ask for the help, or just look for it because we are in such an informational age that it is insane. Everything that you pretty much need is out there. And if you need a listening, listening ear, you can always go on. That's what we have social media for, right? A lot of people do these do the stories or just type it out or write in a journal. Or if you need some motivation or just something to get you through the day, that's what I'm here for. You can always go to my YouTube channel and now my podcast listen to me and just get some motivation just don't 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 stay stuck nothing should have you stuck no because that's a that's the joy and the benefits of being a human being because we have the abilities to be able to do whatever we want to do so don't be stuck don't be start right now well not it's like midnight where you at but maybe start tomorrow morning and just write down what it is that you want to accomplish in life and then back it up what you need, what you need to, what you need to do to get that accomplished. Back it up what you need to get accomplished in the next six months, the next four months, the next two months, what you need to accomplish this week to get it started, what you need to accomplish today. Whatever it is, just, just keep going. Just stay strong, keep going. And I know that inside each and last one of you, there's a light and it's, it, it wants to get out. Just let it out. What i like to say, allow your light to shine because it is inside each and last one of you. So I want to say thank you again for listening and I hope you'll come back for more. So each time I do these, even though this one was a little nerve wracking for me, each time I do these, I hope that I'm getting better and better, not just for myself, but for you because you deserve quality, right? So go out there today, tonight, tomorrow, this week and get something done. At least one thing, accomplish something that's working towards your goal. So thank you everyone for listening and I will talk to you all in the next podcast.